Mama too. I'm here to give you the truth about wedding planning, the real process, the real people behind them, and the behind the scenes details you wish you knew about weddings. Since the beginning of my days in the industry, Andy has worked alongside me. He has seen or heard about everything I've experienced, good and bad. Together we've experienced the not so great stuff that happens with weddings. We learned a lot from it and that influenced our choices in planning our own wedding. Our wedding day was really unique. We spent far less than the average and it was still a really fun, remarkable experience. On today's episode, Andy joins me as my guest to talk about our wedding planning experience. We will share what we learned we didn't like about weddings as the industry dictates, how we planned it, how we coordinated and delegated a lot of DIY projects and helpers, and tell you the outcome of our intentional choices. So, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What is one of your biggest turnoffs to the idea of weddings? Oh, geez. Besides the commitment, I would say probably price. I just see lots of couples spending crazy amounts of money they well they plan to spend crazy amounts of money and then they end up spending even more and they just because they see stuff being added on as they go through the entire planning process okay what do you see with like what else is going on at the wedding during that time because at weddings that you're with me they're not so much the DIY ones so I want you to kind of maybe think back all the way back to when we were doing the venue stuff um, and just watching what happens at the weddings and they didn't necessarily have a coordinator or anybody like me who was kind of in charge of everything. So like, what did you see during those weddings that was just kind of like, really, why, why do people do this? Um, I do remember all the way back um, when we were doing the management for Willie Greens. I showed up for one of the weddings you were at there and there was a mom, or maybe stepmom, one of the moms was getting the food ready because they were doing a DIY buffet. I remember this And she one. was only like one out of two people setting up the entire thing for like a hundred person wedding and totally missed the entire ceremony because she was back there frosting a cake or something. Yeah, and they also didn't plan ahead and realize that like that venue that I worked at didn't have a prep kitchen or prep space close to the venue, like to the event space. It was pretty far away and they were basically there we were on a farm that was an operating farm so there's walk-in coolers everywhere and then there was just one spot dedicated to where they could store their cold stuff. And it's definitely not meant to be used as a prep space and you really shouldn't have open food and all of this was explained to them. <laughs> it was a corner of a barn like underneath a tree. Yeah, but they they set up this prep space and they were walking super far away because they never came out to the space to see it ahead of time. They were just like, yep, we're going to show up and make it work. So there was no planning ahead and coordinating that and the whole thing it was so stressful for them. Do you remember how fast they were like running back and forth? Oh, yeah. And then they were snappy with us when we were trying to be helpful. And there was no just... help in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the parents, like there's family who missed out on actually experiencing the wedding. And even with DIY, it can be done in a way that everybody gets to enjoy the wedding, which is what we ended up ultimately doing. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't have very many people in our wedding, so for even just one or two people to miss any part of it, not something I was really into. So with, like, talking about how many people, the average weddings that we've worked have been around 125 guests. Yeah, that sounds about right. And at most, like, 225 I don't know how people do that. So what do you, like when when you've seen that happen, what what have you seen in those bigger weddings that was a turnoff? Mob mentality. Like the people as a group get feisty. It's just more that you have to take care of. I've seen people start helping themselves to dessert because it takes way too long to get like I don't know, back to food again. <clears throat> Feeding, trying to feed 200 people is no small feat, and it's insanely expensive and hard to coordinate, and believe it or not, not everything turns out the way you plan. What were some of the things that you learned, or that we learned together from all of those experiences, uh, that we decided we'd be better off not doing? I mean, I can think of a few... Uh, small things. I mean, we hit a lot of the wedding cliches. Uh, we just kind of did them in our own way. Like what? Um, I mean, we had um, a wedding ceremony. Mm -hmm. We did that. Um, it may not have had all the bells and whistles, but just with the people standing around in the forest, I had everything there that I wanted. So, I mean, I didn't need, you know, $1,500 worth of flowers set up that are going to be there for 10 minutes when no one's looking at flowers or looking at who's standing up on stage or wherever they're standing. Yeah, I always call it a ceremony stage because it doesn't matter where it is, you're still like, that's the stage. Yeah, it's front and center. That was us. Only thing people need to look at. Yep. Um, I don't know, I've been part of a few of them and uh, it seems like a very stressful part of the wedding because it's like you know the main part of the wedding so uh, I mean walking in everyone gets all quiet people have to come out in a certain order and the music has to be timed to footsteps that sounds like a little much so ours was much simpler and the stress really I guess kind of fell on us yeah. Uh, it should be. I don't think anyone else should have to worry about a wedding. It's already a chore enough to go to someone's wedding. Well, I, I don't think that should be a chore. I think it should be an exciting, like, something you're really looking forward to experience. But everybody gets their own opinion there. <laughs> um, so, we, yeah, we decided to do our ceremony without a processional and a recessional. Everybody just kind of walked from... The reception space we had this beautiful log hall out on a state park uh, and we walked over to the clearing where we were gonna have our ceremony where typically benches or chairs will be brought out and let me tell you the benches I wanted those really bad but sorry everybody you <laughs> had to stand because they are expensive so <laughs> they and do that and then fine. the trees are gorgeous they're so tall and beautiful and then there's you know, shrubs going around and it's just like orange ground because of the dead pine needles and it's beautiful and still people will bring in a ton of stuff. 
to decorate and it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous but it is a lot of money for 30 minutes of your time and it's not what the experience is necessarily meant to be right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so what else did we you decide that like maybe wasn't necessarily something that was necessary for us or that we just did not want to do. I mean, I guess we kind of had free time when it came to uh, the reception, yes. which was nice. Um, I mean, we did have a couple of, I think the only timed thing of the entire wedding was we had to go get photographs taken, yeah. which is understandable. We've got to get that taken care of. But other than that, we were just kind of able to roam free. Um, we played. Uh, disc golf throughout the entire field, which was fun. Um, and then as soon as it got dark, we, everyone kind of moved inside and kind of seamlessly transferred into dancing and dinner. Well, no, we ate dinner first. Dinner. So a big thing that we did was... Oh, no seating chart. Yeah, we did a seating chart. Did we? I did a seating chart. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. Because we'll, here's the thing. I did a seating chart because if you don't do a seating chart, you need to have extra seats available because people will leave gaps. That's just that's just what they do. And I didn't want to pay for extra seats because <laughs> I wanted to save like fifty dollars. So we got a seating chart, but I DIY with things that we already had. <laughs> Our big priorities that we had, we had a few of them, was mm. like. Priority number one, I went back and looked through our planning notebook, and it was a taco truck. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the original plan, was to get married in a taco truck. Yeah, And because... then we kind of just never let go of that idea, <laughs> even when we started getting more serious about getting married. In my first year of working at this venue, a food truck came. It was never something I'd ever even thought of or seen, because... Food trucks were are big down like in the city, and they weren't quite. Basically, we have like taco trucks up here, and that's our that's our food truck. Mm-hmm. So we're we're about thirty five miles away from Seattle, which is pretty. It's go down there and get lasagna. <laughs> get a lasagna out of the back of a truck. <laughs> it's true. So it wasn't until we started going down to like the big uh, NFL games or MLS games that we really started to eat food trucks. So. And that was still after this one experience with this wedding. So it blew my mind that a truck or a trailer came in and came and just catered this whole wedding. I was just like, what? We can do that? And I came home and I told Andy about it and we were like, we're having a taco truck at our wedding. And that was like the start of us talking about potentially getting married. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that we get on a taco truck. That's true. But as we planned and as we went through and determined our priorities, that ultimately wasn't doable with our budget. So if we wanted to make that happen, we would have spent an extra $2,000 of our own money. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) No, it was either uh, the venue or the taco truck. And we could have done venue and bring our own tacos, but we couldn't have had taco truck and do it at a cool venue. And it's not that we didn't weigh the other option. We, to- I at least had totally brought to the table of this park, the city park in the town that we uh, first, were first living in, Snohomish. Oh, Blackman's Lake. <laughs> yeah, it's Ferguson Park and it has this 
pool disc golf course and it was right next to our laundromat because our tiny historic apartment didn't have a washer and dryer. So we had to go to the laundromat and we would go play around a disc golf, switch our clothes, go play again, come back, fold our clothes and go home. It was our backyard. Oh, it was perfect. And it has like a pavilion and it has space you can rent and if you are willing to probably pay enough of a rental fee you could probably reserve the whole disc golf course and so our first talks were talking about reserving space and just doing it in the public space there and then reserving their covered pavilion for like food and then bringing in a truck because it would have been the same price as renting the venue was but we ultimately opted for going with the state park and we had good reason for that. Um, basically tricked them into coming on a camping trip with us. Because, I don't know, for some reason they don't ever want to come. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in November when it was like <laughs> nine degrees out. It wasn't that cold, but it definitely got <laughs> to freezing and snowed on November 3rd, which was the day before our wedding. So but that wasn't quite expected. We were planning for rain. I was glad it snowed instead of rained. And I had a yeah, plan. No. I had blankets for everyone. Blankets. <laughs> and we were inside during our reception. Yeah. But we chose to go camping for wedding because that's what we do for fun. When we take time off to go on a trip or a vacation, we load up our camping stuff and get in the car and drive and then camp and then drive and camp. And before we had kids, we used to go without much of a plan. <laughs> now we have an itinerary and know what we're doing. But we wanted to go camping to get married. We wanted to go camping and then throw a party with some tacos and beer. Tacos and beer. And then somewhere in there get some, married. Somewhere in the woods, get married. Yeah. That was the, uh, the plan. Yeah. And I really like the, the layout of the venue as well. That kind of added a lot to the appeal because we were able to rent our little cabin, and then there was the other individual cabins. People brought RVs, mm-hmm. kind of took over the mostly empty in November state park. Yeah, but for far less than many of the venues that I frequently work at in our area in Snohomish. Oh, yeah. I mean, people really don't use public... Uh, locations at all yeah so the venue rental fee was very inexpensive compare in comparison but even still I paid for all of the or we paid for all of the cabins and about seven RV spots so we ended up paying about twenty four hundred dollars to reserve our venue and accommodations for some of our guests mm-hmm. some some still went out and rented their RV but we we paid for a place for yeah, our family I mean, to still, stay. They felt more obligated to stay that way. They can't, they can't just. <laughs> well, we did. We wanted to make an experience, so. Yeah, no, it was good. We got them for uh, for a whole weekend. There because there was trails and there's the beach and then there was games. It was a cool place to hang mm-hmm. out. And even if they wanted to get in the car and go drive places, which I know some of my family likes to, it's Kitsap Peninsula. It's gorgeous. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. We chose Port a gamble. Lo- Tons of little souvenirs you can get. <laughs> Ultimately, we chose a location that was a better experience for everybody who was going to be at our wedding, uh, even if it meant switching up our priorities a little bit. Thankfully, my mother-in-law is a fantastic cook, and she totally helped whip everybody's DIY 
oh, potluck yeah. aimed to shave. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally against the whole <laughs> DIY buffet. I think it's just a fool's errand, but... You know, my mom was able to pull it off, and then we didn't have a ridiculous amount of people to feed. Yes. Um, like I said, feeding 200 people is an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be done, but it's just expensive and time-consuming, which and, not really something we want. And you know that because your mom and your grandpa regularly feed large crowds. Oh, yeah, crowds. tons of people through, uh, through church always cook in. Yeah, they do weekly weekly dinners for anybody who wants to come eat. Like, it doesn't matter your situation. If you want to come eat in community with people or you need a meal, you're welcome to come. And they cook for, like, 150 people on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it's a full production to plan this and organize this and then actually execute it every week. And it's the same thing for a wedding. Weddings, you're setting up a restaurant and a bar in a, and serving that that food and the, the beverages and then cleaning it all up and disassembling the restaurant in a specific short time period. Yeah, that's why it's expensive to pay two people to do that entire thing. But we had, uh, you know, a huge group of people that were more than willing to help pull our taco stand together. I delegated it all so that way everybody had like one thing to bring and I gave them very clear directions on what to bring so there was no confusion. I said, okay, Ethan, you're cutting 10 pounds of onions. (laughs) 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 Which was too much, by the way. (laughs) And then I asked my parents to bring, you know, the beans and then they brought like way too much of that too. (laughs) Like gallons too many. <laughs> but but of overall, we ended up with more than enough food of everything, and it, nothing seemed like it was a burden to ask of anybody because everybody had one item to bring. Mm-hmm. And then your parents rented this kick-ass RV. Dang, now I'm going to have to expedite this one. Your parents rented this really big RV with a full kitchen. <laughs> and... <laughs> They warmed everything up and then brought it over, and we had this buffet set up prior to when we walked over to do our ceremony. So we knew our ceremony was going to take 15 minutes, and you can set up a buffet and leave it covered and walk away from it for 15 minutes. So we planned, while Andy and I were doing portraits, and um, you know, just kind of everybody was getting there and, and showing up, the buffet was being set up. So by the time our wedding started, no family was doing anything but being there mm-hmm. and being present. And we hired, we did hire a day of coordinator to come in and help Whitley. She did awesome. Yeah, did all the magic behind the scenes stuff, which was nice. The things you don't like, and it was nice to hire or to have a coordinator and to be the one of the people getting married um, because I I really realized what we do and how much of the work that we do on the wedding day as a coordinator is totally invisible. Nobody knows that we did the work Mm -hmm. and that's, it's kind of funny. (laughs) I think it's nice. I didn't have to do a damn thing the entire night. Yeah. It was great. It was really cool. That was also one of my main priorities. Yeah. Don't want to do anything. Yeah, and we did have cost restrictions. We did have, yeah. like, a lot. And we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do the ice cream truck. Oh, yeah. Dude, we wanted a food felt, truck and an ice cream if truck. If the ice cream truck would have came rolling through after a few beers, boys would have been hooting and hollering. Yeah. But we were on 
uh, budget constraints. Mm-hmm. We were gifted money and we did not want to spend more than that money because we were also buying a house or trying to at that time. And yeah, we, we have two kids. We did this backwards. We uh, had two kids, bought a house, and then got married. Yeah, we have groceries to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, realistically, our situation was, heck no. Like, we, if we really needed to get married, we would go to the courthouse. Or we would just have one of our ordained friends and a couple people go hiking with us or something. Mm-hmm. And, and just go do something small. Yeah. But I really wanted the people to be there who interact with us on a regular basis in our daily lives because they should be. I just think that's just who I wanted to celebrate with. So we had $6,000 to spend and we wanted to include the people who we love and interact with and who have a significance in our life. What did you see that ended up being different for us as opposed to, like, if we invited everybody you were supposed to invite according to the wedding blogs or the internet or the industry, like, the average, how much of a difference did it make for us to only invite about 45 or ultimately end up with 45 people being there? I think it was the perfect amount because I was able to hang out with everyone. And it wasn't like a quick, hi, how you doing? Oh, talk about work for a few seconds. Wish me good luck in my life. Like, that's, that's a huge waste of time to me. It's a very intimate weekend, and it felt the way it should have with the amount of people we had. Yeah, we were able to interact with everyone. Every single person, yeah. I mean, I, what do you always say? If you have problems inviting people, think about if you would have that person go elope with you? Yeah. I think I would with anyone. Yeah, any of those people who were there, I would have been happy to be our witnesses. And then we also chose not to have a wedding party. Yeah, no wedding party. That was never a question that we were going to have a wedding party. No. And so why why is your choice to not have one? Well, if we had a wedding party, there would be no one standing out in the crowd. <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, yeah. Every bit of my family, I would want—I wanted them there with me. Uh, the whole idea that you have like your close-knit friends, and then you're performing for a crowd of people that you don't hardly know—that's bizarre. It's it like is a play, weird. like you're putting on a show for people. It just seems kind of fake. Showing off. Yeah, maybe showing off. Yeah. It's just a little odd to me. It seems very, very old-fashioned. It is. and yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> been around forever, and it's just so, one of those things that doesn't make much sense to me. The reason, or one of the historical reasons why we have a wedding party, is that the groom needed groomsmen to help capture the bride or keep her in the church if she changed her mind and tried to leave. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. If anyone of us was going to leave, it was going to be me. <laughs> All I had to do was show up, remember? Yep. <laughs> yep. You make it sound like he didn't want to get married. I know no, he did. I but really did. We did not like have a traditional, like, get, oh, engagement, and then, like, plan your wedding. We definitely were yeah. non we, we, uh, we decided we were going to get married and when to do it. Yeah, I invited him. very, very reasonable. I was like, hey, I have to go 
visit a wedding venue and I want kids at my end's like, do you want to make a day of it? Oh, and by the way, I think we should get married there. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. It was also fun. I definitely like the small amount of people that we had there. Just basically our close family. Mm-hmm. A couple of friends. Tyler married us, which was super cool. Yeah, who's Tyler to you? Uh, Tyler is one of my buddies. I think to call him my best friend would be to kind of undersell it a little bit. So that was very, very special to me mm. that he was able to become ordained to marry us. Yeah. We asked him on one of our little like trips that we've always kind of done regularly, and you went in immediately the minute he had internet reception <laughs> and mm-hmm. got ordained. Yeah, he seemed pretty excited about it, which is good. Because, I mean, we've been friends for, oh, geez, I don't know, 15 years or so. If not, we're getting close to that. But it's good. He's been a great friend the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, that was and that was really fun because I knew that he was going to be really entertaining, but in a way that was like us because I joke that I'm, Andy, like, found the female version of Tyler. <laughs> 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 so I love Tyler because he's a I, I just like feel him <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so I just knew that I could hand him a script and he could make it happen in a way that felt authentically us yeah I feel as catchphrasy as that is <laughs> it's a little cheesy but, but no he definitely knows us uh, well enough to deliver on what we wanted yeah Keep it chill. Yeah. So we did write our own ceremony because if you've listened to episode number two, don't forget the ceremony. Um, I talk about the fact that a ceremony for a marriage ceremony to be legal, you really only need to have the um, declaration of consent where you are saying, I accept this person to be my legally (laughs) married spouse. And that's the only part you have to have. So that gives you like total freedom to write your own, which we definitely put off to a little closer to the last minute. So like, oh, last second. Take my advice <laughs> on it, it but it, we also just had planned such a simple wedding. We didn't have to worry about it. And to be fair, I'm a like I'm a wedding coordinator in summertime. Didn't <laughs> didn't I didn't plan my own mm-hmm. wedding. So. We wrote our ceremony using the outline that I actually give out in that uh, in that blog post and that ceremony planning guide from that episode. Uh, but we sat down and we wrote it out in notebook as we were going to our venue for our site visit before the wedding. But what did we include in in our story and how we and how we wrote it together and our vows that was kind of telling our story well the vows is an interesting story because yeah we wrote those as well and boy did I put that off until the last second <laughs> there are pictures of me at the wedding actually writing my vows yeah they're on the blog by the way yeah <laughs> whoops <laughs> we got through them well I mean it took me two tries but I got through them um, I might have had a lapse in memory while I was reading through them (laughs) because of course I 
barely had time to finish them. The wedding just came up so fast. <laughs> we only planned it for like four <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, Andy dropped an F-bomb in the middle of our ceremony too, which was great. So there's a picture sequence that our photographers, G-Squared Photography, got where... Uh, one shooter was looking at Andy's parents, and the other was looking <laughs> at us getting married. And so there's photos of one second, Roger and Amy are in tears and totally, like, in love with what's happening. And then the next moment, they're cracking up because that's the moment that Andy forgot where he was and then said <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah. Said, Grandparents included. Said the F word. That's okay. They it's, know. It's on camera they, and everything. It wasn't out of character. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's the part where, like, all the stress and worry that was built up on me just, like, completely dispersed and vanished. After that, it was smooth sailing. Got it all out. Got married. Walked on back. And ate. I think we ate next. We did. We immediately yeah. ate afterwards. And then just kind of kept the buffet out for a little while. Yeah, and then it was, it was ready to go. And then it was party time after that. But yeah, it was nice and simple and exactly what I wanted. And very obviously, I don't think I could have handled much more of a ceremony than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you cried a lot. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was cool. It was perfect. It was intimate. Um, any more. And oh man, the weekend itself was just sensory overload I mean it was just fantastic all the way through so it's kind of hard to remember everything so I think if I had any more ceremony or anything else go on there I wouldn't remember it as clearly yeah so How- I think keeping it nice short and sweet you know get the point across get married I think it was perfect how was the fact that we, or I, <laughs> planned out the weekend and we delegated tasks for what was going to happen the day before and the day after as well ahead of time so that there was no question on who should be where and doing what when? Oh man, that was all you. I mean, you're definitely the wedding planner. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone had, we had um, a schedule. Jeez, did you even print it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I printed yeah. it out. Everybody had a packet because everybody was supposed to have their own registration at this specific <laughs> spot and cabin they were in, so I might as well have just attached yeah. a timeline with it. I had, I had a timeline <laughs> in my back pocket. Everybody should. <laughs> we're going to take a break for just a second. And while we do that, I want to tell you about the planning gathering. So if you're listening to this and you're like I was before I became a professional event coordinator and you're like, I don't know how to organize all this. I don't know how to delegate and coordinate all of the events and the people that are gonna be involved in my wedding. Don't worry, I've got your back. That's why I've started the planning gathering. I learned that so many couples were going into planning blind and missing out on a lot of opportunity to plan ahead and to have a well-coordinated event that went smoothly without having to hire a planner because we're expensive. I'm not going to lie about that. It takes a lot of time. And so if you're hiring a coordinator or a planner to be with you one-on-one while you're planning, it is expensive. And I can't afford that. I couldn't afford that for our wedding. And I know so many people can't and you shouldn't. I don't want you to go over budget to hire a coordinator and I don't want you to feel obligated to 
have a wedding that looks like everyone else's or to hire somebody who maybe does not understand your vision. So the planning gathering is an online course that I made to walk you through step-by-step how to plan and coordinate your wedding just like a professional would, just like I would if I was your wedding coordinator. So I'm gonna teach you and walk you through simply with no fluff, no extra stuff, how to start from the very beginning of creating your vision and go through the process of planning your wedding in the right order and in a way that makes sense and is easy to understand, coordinate and delegate all of the tasks so you can DIY your wedding too. So I hope that that is useful and you can find out more about that on prudenceandsage.com slash the planning gathering. Now back to it. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. So, I mean, it was very equal parts, uh, you know, camping trip, just hanging out. I mean, we were able to play horseshoes for a few hours, Mm -hmm. uh, disc golf, do some day drinking. That was the best. The disc golf was the best choice. That was a last minute, like, I impulse bought a disc golf basket because that's something that we've done since... Like, Andy introduced it to me in the first few weeks of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we included that. We brought that mobile basket with us, and we set up a course. So after dinner, we ate dinner. There was toasts, and they were fun and awesome. And then it was kind of then re- like reverse order, totally, uh, cocktail hour after that, where it's just hang out, have a drink, yeah. keep eating if I, you want I think to. I am a strong believer of cocktail hour needs to come after dinner. Like, back to that mob mentality thing. Like, you can't keep a group of people hungry. So, I mean, we had food set up before our ceremony. So, I went ceremony directly to go eat, start drinking, hanging out. And then we almost had, like, our cocktail hour, which is kind of our free mingle time, where we were able to go out, cruise around, go disc golf. But, yeah, we did have um, a pretty strict schedule through the uh, entire weekend. Thanks. But you know, it wasn't. As, it wasn't it, strict. It was just. It flowed. It wasn't the way strict. It was just. It we to. had a few things that we had to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like set, getting in to set up the venue on the right time. We had to pick up our mm. chairs, and then get those back afterwards on yeah, the timeline. That's right. Coordinating uh, ferry trips. Yeah. That was interesting. And then we did we did coordinate all of our guests' lodging, which is not something that most people do. Usually you like call the hotel and reserve a room block, and then the hotel manager actually takes care of mm-hmm. your guests, and they'll actually usually help them with transportation too. But we took that on with our choice in location. Yeah. So I reserved everything, and then I had to go through and plan who was going to be where, and then pick a person to be in charge of that campsite or that cabin and then tell the state park who was who was that person and then also communicate what the person who's responsible for the spot needed to know mm-hmm. and what they're responsible for so there's a lot of back and forth communication of learning what you need from your venue or from your vendors and then or communicating that to anybody who needs to know it in your family or vice versa mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty easy schedule for the weekend. I mean, the entire first day was people kind of trickling in at different times, and all we had to do that day was get people set up in their little cabins and cook dinner. Yeah. And that was a pretty easy uh, landing strip for the weekend right there. Yeah, and we assigned somebody who we knew would be able to handle cooking. 
your brother mm-hmm. and Haley, um, and had them cook for us. Oh, we did burgers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was really good. We also played for breakfast on Saturday morning. Yeah, big breakfast. It's kind of a, a Sullivan tradition. Um, you know, all the hijinks that go on during a Friday. Um, everyone wakes up eventually to a huge breakfast my mom would cook downstairs. Yeah. And she's a saint, and she cooked that too. Yeah. My mom was putting it away. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely could not have pulled it off without her and your brother Court and your dad because mm-hmm. they did a lot. A lot of the... Uh, I mean, they were kind of a home base that we were able to work out of, whereas the, the log hall, we weren't able to get into that the first night. Right. Um, they came and unlocked that for us halfway through the second day. And there's not a kitchen at this venue. So that is something oh, no. that, thankfully, I am very like experienced in helping caterers set up a prep kitchen space in the middle of a field. So that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't unusual to me to not have a kitchen space. That was like, oh, that's a problem that can be solved. Like, no problem. Yeah. And your parents thought, found that RV that had a full kitchen in it, which was, yeah, like, it was perfect. And then we just used... generator in We it used wagons. Well, I say we, but I mean, like, our friends and family who everybody... Everybody in our community who was there as a guest mm. helped in some way set up the wedding, <laughs> and it was so cool. The booze wagon, yeah. when we were taking the, the beer bottles across, I mean, it was a, an entire wagon just packed full of beer, and it jangling back and forth, going down the gravel trail was hilarious. Yeah. Well, I guess you and me did help. I, I wanted to be helping and set up, so I planned to know that, like... Yeah, I mean, we set up a little bit, and, but it wasn't a ton to set up. Like two was hours. It? We kept it couple, pretty simple. A couple tables and some chairs. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, really, I just kind of pulled the kids around the room in circles in the wagon while everyone else was working. Like I said, I didn't really want to do much, and I really didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. So some other ways that we ended up being able to stay in budget was the fact that our venue did not require a bartender. Mm-hmm. Which, if I had invited any more guests than the people who were there, and we weren't all at the place we were staying, I would not have done. I would have hired a bartender, no matter what. But Yeah, I mean, we have a small enough people that we're able to keep an eye on each other, keep each other in check, which is a big thing. And we didn't buy too much alcohol. And we didn't, didn't buy too much booze either. Because I know, I trust the calculators that tell me how much to get, which is something that we're going to talk about in another episode. But yeah, we we ended up keeping our decor really simple too. A lot of our greenery, which will, and part of that was because I'm a florist and an event designer so I didn't have to hire anybody Mm -hmm. and I know how to buy stuff for really cheap and that's what I did we thrifted stuff and we used disposables we had very limited table decorations I bought our linens so that way I was only paying like five dollars a table we we didn't do a lot Mm -mm. no it was very simple and I mean it was there for dinner which Mm -hmm. I mean, the main, main focus of is just the eating and community there. Yeah. Our bar, like our bar was even simple. It was a table with wine and cups on it. And then the venue had half like cooler wine barrels that we rented from them to keep our cold stuff in. And it was simple. 
made a few DIY projects, but otherwise decor wasn't the, the thing that f- would fill the space and make it feel like our wedding. It was, it was the people and the experience. Yeah, definitely the people. Yeah. Because we already had the log hall. It's perfect. Even the vendors that we did choose to include, which mm-hmm. was our coordinator, our photographer, and our, our DJ. DJ who you heard from last week, we, we picked those very strategically. They were all community members who I've worked with so many times and who I trusted. So I didn't have to go through the process of shopping, or we didn't have to go through shopping. That sounds stressful. Which is I couldn't imagine something... going to the wedding tour as like a customer. That sounds crazy. The wedding, the Snohomish wedding tour is, we actually just reviewed that yesterday at the guild meeting that we we've had really positive feedback from mm-hmm. the tour because it's a different experience it's totally cool if you're in the area and you're getting married like go to the snowshoe tours in june um <laughs> but like if going to a bridal expo a big in mm-hmm. big giant conference centers or arenas bridal expo that is overwhelming because you don't get an opportunity to build a relationship with anybody what like could you imagine if we had hired a photographer, a coordinator, and a DJ who we didn't know personally. No, because I've been there for some of the interviews that couples have done. And the fact that you have to like go interview someone to be your DJ, it's crazy. Yeah. Where do um, you got PJ? Well, so that's I think that that's a misperception for like that you have to go interview it. You are going to see if it's the right relationship. Like mm-hmm. if you guys could be on, like on the same vibe, you guys click. Yep. So when you're shopping, you're going through and you're making sure you're finding somebody who's in your budget and who's provides the service you're looking for. And then when you go to the interview or the consultation, you're trying to get to know them and, and see so get to know if that's somebody who, yes, I feel like I can trust them. I feel like they're listening to my vision and that they are capable of making it happen. So that's the process that we missed out on, but I am grateful that I had years to get to know these people and know like, here's my money, here's my wedding date, and I trust you wholeheartedly to make this happen, Mm -hmm. and I don't have to spend a lot of time explaining to you what my vision is, and that was something I was really grateful for, and that's, I'm, I'm a very big proponent for like, get to know your vendors and find people who are, are your people who listen to you, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just a huge bonus that they were just a couple of other friends that probably would have been invited anyways, right? Exactly. It's very true. What do you think was different or better about our experience with our wedding as opposed to what is expected or what the average industry wedding is? Well, the average industry wedding is kind of just that. It's just kind of the norm. It's almost like there's a huge checklist of stuff you've got to go through. I mean, we've been to a ton of weddings. It's, they're all the same, just kind of decorated different with different food. We were kind of able to pick and choose and take what we wanted and ultimately just made it ours. How did that make it a better experience? Because I enjoyed being there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do enjoy other weddings. I think they're fun, but I don't have to plan those ones, and those ones seem like a lot of work. Yes. And I mean, we did do a lot of work, 
but it was spaced out and it was work that we wanted to do instead of work that we felt like we had to do to fit in and make it a, a wedding. Right. They, we didn't... We had the uh, advantage of going in knowing we didn't have to have a wedding that looked like everybody else's or looked like what Pinterest said to do or looked like what the knots checklist is because that's not what you need to get married. You need a legal piece of paper and a couple people to watch you and approve it and sign it. The rest is just gravy, right? Yeah, it's just whatever you choose it to be and and that's totally cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so how did our experience after our wedding, um, or like how did our wedding choices, like staying in that budget and not going over it and, and just making those more intentional choices of what's right for us, like how did that help with like that day two and on? Like PJ said last week about how the, the wedding's not about the wedding day, it's about what happens after. So mm-hmm. how, did, how did choosing those, making those choices we did change our experience as opposed to somebody who may have been stressed or gone into debt or anything like that yeah the whole going into debt and being stressed about it i mean like i said when i dropped the f-bomb all my stress was like completely (laughs) gone as soon as we loaded up the car drove home and unpacked like we're done the wedding was over there's no sting afterwards i mean yeah we had some tablecloths to clean and some decorations to take care of. But other than that, it was all said and paid for. We were married. Everything went off without a hitch. Yeah. Yeah, I think just overall it it was more about the, the fact that we were there to celebrate us mm-hmm. and get married. Like, yeah. we didn't make it a big, like... A big deal. It obviously, it was a big deal to the people who were there too, and it was it was a big step for us. Like we used to joke that we were married because we were on each other's car titles. We mm-hmm. didn't need to do much more than that because it's basically legal paperwork. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't a huge deal to actually get the piece of paper, but I think the ritual of gathering our community and telling our story mm-hmm. and then promising to continue it was a big deal. Yeah, it definitely felt more like a celebration than a wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that that's, that's what I'm sharing the experience for and what I want people to get out of it, that, that your wedding doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect or something that could be published in a magazine because the, the stuff and the, the things that you see in the picture – um, of the detail shots or around you aren't what matters. It's the people you're there with and the experience that you have and the, the feelings and the memories and the moments you make at your wedding. I mean, budget aside, I would have picked out probably the exact same stuff and had to go the exact same way. With the exception of the taco truck. There would have been a taco truck. Yeah, there might have been that ice cream truck too. But that's a really good point. That. If we had no budget constraints, our wedding would have still looked like that. The exact same. Yeah. Because it was making choices of what what our celebration mm-hmm. was. And, and we took the time to go through the steps of defining what wedding was to us. Why were we getting married? And how did we want to get married? And then what was important to us? And then we broke down the budget and decided where it was going to be 
and and who we were going to invite and then everything after that fell into place mm -hmm. yeah because i mean the location and uh you know the food that's all fun but i feel like the best memories are made with the people that are there instead well i really appreciate that you came on and talked with me on my podcast and i appreciate your support for me making it Good. and making the planning gathering Good. you're really supportive because i know you believe in the same thing and oh i really do just want you guys i just, we just want you guys to know that like it's okay and you have permission to make your own choices and make your wedding what it is to you I had so much fun recording with Andy. We recorded last night after the kids went to bed, so both of us were a little tired and a little groggy voiced because, of course, one of them wouldn't go to sleep when we had planned to, uh, you know, do work after they went to bed. But we had a ton of fun kind of rehashing our wedding experience and remembering how special it all was and the fact that everything that we we chose was intentional and it was about us and it was something that we were going to enjoy we created an experience that our guests would love to and that was memorable it was all in our budget it was all under six thousand dollars and i'm gonna break down our budget and how we how we planned and spent our money wisely to create an experience that was awesome and super fun. And of course, I'm, I teach the step-by-step -step of how to plan any type of wedding, whatever it is that's right for you, how to plan that and how to coordinate it all so that way you can enjoy and your guests can enjoy and there's no stress because there's a plan and it's, it's gonna flow smooth. So that is available on prudenceandsage.com and so will the blog breaking down our wedding budget and what we spent it on. Thank you so much for being here and for joining us. And if you like this podcast, please rate and subscribe it or rate and review it. I don't know. One of those things. I don't like having to ask that, but it is so important in podcasts to have reviews. So I would love it if you took a second to do that. And then share. Share this with somebody who you know is getting married or could use a little bit of this advice with wedding planning or event planning. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the planning gathering community and I'll see you next week.